0: Hi, Venue 12. We are glad to be back with you today. Uh, We are executing plan B of prayer night. Normally, we have a night a semester where we come to youth group and we put together prayer stations and we talk about what it means to connect with God through different ways of, of praying. And we can't do that right now. So we are doing plan B, which is talking about prayer and then hoping to give you kind of a personalized, intimate prayer experience with your huddle Later this week, so that is the goal of this podcast. Um, we'll we will see if we do it well. Um, but the, the plan this week is is kind of similar to previous weeks, where you're going to listen to this, and then you're going to get with your huddle on Wednesday, and they are going to have instruction on kind of a little prayer experience to do with you and your group. It's going to involve discussion. It's going to involve alone time for you to pray. It's going to involve encouragement from your leader and from other group members. So more details on that to come at the end of this, but that is kind of our plan for now. So before we get into all that, I have a guest that is going to chat with me today about prayer and what it means to her and how we do it well and all of that. So um, Emma, Emma Cathcart, Emma Jo, as you are known, we are glad to be with you. So Emma, thanks for being on here with us today.
1: Thanks for having me.
0: <laughs> Emma is calling in uh, via webcam. So thank you for taking some time. Emma Joe, because you have a lot going on. You are finishing school and you're also taking some ESU courses and things like that too. Is that right?
1: Yeah. So I'm a senior in high school and I didn't really have many courses left uh, for high school. So I've been taking some dual enrollment classes at ESU. So those are actually the only ones I have right now.
0: That's good. Tell us about um, kind of how you have been living through this as a senior. What's your senior experience been like and kind of the uncertainty of like going to school in the fall? I mean, what's it like to be in the middle of that right now?
1: Um, I think it's a little different for me than for a lot of seniors because I didn't really have those like senior traditions to really look forward to in the first place. So probably hasn't been as big of a deal for me but it is kind of weird, like planning to go to college in the fall, not knowing exactly what's going to happen, but I kind of, I decided to go to Emporia State, So, I mean, it's not like a far away change. So I think that kind of helps me at least to know that that's what I'm planning on doing, but I can be flexible with it.
0: Yeah. That's a great outlook to have on it. Um, I wanted to ask you while I had you here, your family is so great. And, um, I just love all of you guys, and I wish I knew that you more. I I knew you more. So, could you share with all of us just like something that maybe we don't know about the Cathcart family?
1: Mm-hmm. I'm not sure you know something funny or serious. <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, it just seems like um, you guys are so sweet and nice, and you are what I aspire to be in my family. And so, I just wonder if you guys are like that all the time.
1: Uh, well, I definitely think we're not always like nice and sweet, but we do definitely enjoy being around
0: each other. Yeah. That is so key. Wanting to be around each other as a family that makes being in a family really great. So you guys do a good job of that way, way to model that. You've been an inspiration to me as I raise my kids in that for sure. There is one cool thing I wanted to ask you about. Your dad told me on a Mexico trip a couple years ago that there's something cool about your guys' birth order. Do you know what I'm talking about? Oh, With- Yeah. Yeah, tell so, tell everybody about this.
1: Like Samuel's the youngest. And he was born in September and then Grace Hanson the next and she was born in October. And then it goes all the way in age order until March. So like there, we, each, we have our own month, but it goes in order from September to March.
0: That's really cool. That's amazing. I wonder at what point they noticed that and they were like, oh, that's really, that's neat.
1: I don't know, but we had some close calls because Grace Ann's is October thirty first and Bethany's is March first. So <laughs> <it's->
0: <laughs> So on one your mom was like really trying to push one out and she was like really holding off on the other. Probably not. Angela wouldn't care about that.
1: No, yeah, well, I don't think she knew about that with Bethany at least. So
0: That's pretty cool. So what month is your birthday? January. You're January. You don't strike me as a January birthday. You strike me as like a summer birthday. So that surprises me. Hmm. Okay. Uh, All right. Enough side talk. Sorry, I get distracted easily. But we want to jump into this discussion of prayer. And really, Emma, I just wanted to ask you a series of questions to get your thoughts on them, because I know your walk. I know that prayer is a big part of that walk, and it's something that you take seriously. And I'm not saying that you do it perfectly, because nobody does. But I know that it's a big part of who you are and how you walk with Jesus. So I'm glad to have you. And I just want to kind of have a discussion and ask some questions of you. Is that, are you down for that? Sounds good. I think you are because you agreed to come on here. So probably. Okay. So Emma, really simply to start off in your own words, what would you say prayer is if somebody just asked you?
1: Um, I think I would say it's like a conversation with God because it is us talking to him. But I think it's also important to, listen to what
0: he has to say. So I would say a conversation with God. Yeah. Yeah. We're going to talk more about that listening part later, but I think that's a really simple and really great explanation. Um, When we look at the life of Jesus, it it always amazes me just what a a big part of his life prayer was because we think of him as God himself. So why would he need to talk to the father? But he was always in community with the father. He was always praying. And so we know that if we're going to live like he did, And follow his lead, that it's got to be a big part of our lives too. Um, But kind of speaking of like working prayer into our lives and really making it a big part of it, Emma, why is it hard for us to go to God to prayer in sometimes? Or maybe you can personalize it. Why is it hard for you to do that? Um, Or why is it hard to make it a habit? Because it seems like in my life it is. I don't know if you're the same way.
1: Yeah, it's definitely hard for me. Um, I would say maybe it's kind of like a supernatural thing and we're used to living in like the natural world i guess so like you can't see him physically and i don't know i'm used to focusing on that kind of stuff like talking to people like i with you like i can see him hear you and doing things like homework and that kind of stuff that's just like right there in your face but talking to god you have to have more like discipline i guess because it's not natural
0: you're right, it's not natural, it is supernatural and it's something that goes against our flesh. And you're so right, everything that is in front of us and we can see easily, um it gets our attention. And so I think I think you're spot on with that. I think it brings up the point that it's so it's just another reason why getting into God's word is so important because when we are putting that in front of our eyes and when we are making that a part of our day, it it brings our eyes back to him, right? Because it's something that we're actually we're seeing all the time um prayer is so important because it really is the starting part sorry the starting point of every interaction we have with god i mean if you think about it if we are seeking his will in something if we are um wanting to to serve him in some way or or you know we're asking for something or we're praying for somebody else wanting to see something happen in their lives Every interaction with God, no matter what it is, it begins with prayer. And so if we don't have that basis, that foundation with him, then when it's time to, to discern his will or or try and figure out, you know, God, what what would you have me do here? Uh, there's like no basis to stand on. So it's just such a such a really foundational thing that everything else kind of grows out of with our our life with him. And my, I want to ask you, um, you know, you guys, you live kind of out of town a little ways and you have a lot of space is there a specific spot that you like to go to to pray like indoor outdoor or do you have a place that you really like to make yours
1: um I would say right now I pretty much just pray like in my room because I mean there's a lot of people living in my house and that's kind of my space so it's a good place um I have in times like prayed while I'm on a walk outside because it's really like now. But for the most part, I would just stay in my room.
0: Yeah, yeah, getting alone is hard for all of us—not just you in your house, but I think for all of us it's tough. But it is so key. Um, is there a special time that you like to go to God, kind of as a part of a daily routine, or is it just whenever you think about it? What does that look like for you?
1: Um, I try to spend time with Him in the morning after I wake up. Um, that's just kind of what I feel like God's wanting me to do for this season. So I try to like block off a certain amount of time because I feel like if I don't set a time, I just kind of like brush through it. But if I like give myself a chunk of time, then I just can like relax, spend time with God, read the word.
0: Yeah. Yeah. I think I can relate to that for sure. Um, What is, what's been hard about making God time with God uh, a routine in your day? What's been hard about it, but also like, what are the rewards of it for you?
1: i think it's like i said before with like praying it's kind of hard to have that discipline sometimes because it's not you know as natural and sometimes like i don't know where to start i guess it's like well i want to spend time with god praying but like what do i talk to him about like how do i start that but i think whenever i do do it which i've been getting better at being you know very consistent with that it helps me a lot and it just helps my day to go better if i like a short amount of time with God, like not very long. If I don't do it, it just kind of, I just, my mood is not as good. I don't know. It helps me be close to God.
0: Yeah. I notice a huge difference too when I start my day. Like the first thing I see is the Word. And when I start my day interacting with God, just like you said, my mood, my perspective, it's just, it's different. Um, and why wouldn't it be? I mean, the Holy Spirit has hold of my life at that point. He has hold of everything about me, so why wouldn't my life be different for sure? Thanks for saying that. That was really good. I th- I think one thing that, you know, people are listening to this and are like, okay, yeah, prayer, you know, Emma, of course, she's a great Christian. Jordan, he's a he's a youth pastor. Of course he's going to. And and people might feel intimidated if they haven't prayed before ever or maybe they have in the past but they have kind of fallen off. We feel this intimidation, like if I'm not good at this or I don't feel confident in it, then I shouldn't do it at all. And that's really silly. If you look at anything else, like you do something and you practice it and get better at it and build muscle memory until you get better. I mean, joggers, they don't become Olympic runners overnight, right? Like it takes tons of practice and tons of training. And that's one thing that we have to remember is that. Prayer takes practice. It's okay not to be great at it. It's okay to stumble through it. It's okay to start it and to be like, God, I don't really know what to say now. You know, just being with Him and building that relationship is what's so key. So, I want to encourage everybody listening with that. If you feel intimidated or, or incapable of praying well, like, welcome to all of our lives. We all feel like that from time to time. So, please don't let that stop you from praying. Um, I think something else that stops us from praying, or at least I've heard this from people is, you know, Emma, people will say prayer doesn't change anything. So what's the point, right? But if we look at the Bible, that is not at all what the Bible says. If we look at 1 Corinthians 3, 9, God calls us co-laborers with him, right? Like we, there's this picture of us working alongside God to restore all things back to him. And if you think about it, we're actually working with God to help him. Well, to determine the future, right? Like we have the ability to change future events through our prayer and through our our working with him. And so this idea that like the universe is closed and everything is predetermined and it doesn't matter what we say or do or think, that's just not true. That's not biblical at all. Um, Exodus 32 is one place you can go where God changed his mind because his people cried out to him. Jonah 3, right? Emma, we just went through Jonah. In our student life group, Jonah 3 is a place where God clearly changes his mind about something because The Ninevites cried out to him. So we see that by crying out to God, that by talking to him, we have the ability to change his mind, to change the future that we, he, he values what we say as his creation. And so don't think of prayer as this thing we're just supposed to do. And it's not going to change anything because that is absolutely not what, what the Bible teaches. So Emma, let me let you jump in here. What would you say to somebody who says, man, prayer doesn't make a difference. I, I'm not going to do that um doesn't matter what would you say to that person
1: um i mean i think i would point out kind of what you already said about how the bible definitely shows that prayer does make a difference and we might not be able to understand that fully because it's like yeah god is obviously in control and sovereign but somehow our prayers do make a difference and i think it's just one of those things that we can't fully grasp but we just have to trust that it does make a difference and i mean at least for myself think for pretty much everyone we have a lot of things in our life that we could really use god's help with and it's like well why wouldn't we go to the one who's in control of the whole universe with our problems and our issues when we have that access for him to him and i would also say sometimes it's not even about our situation changing um prayer changes us too
0: Emma, it's like you just read my notes that I have written down. That is, yeah, that's exactly what I wanted to say. You said it so well. And I really liked how you said that, yes, God is sovereign in one hand, but on the other hand, he has made us and he clearly listens to us like he has in the past. Um, And it's okay that we don't understand that, right? Like, I think sometimes we think if there's something we don't fully understand, then it can't be real. Man, there are so many things about the natural world that we don't fully understand. The universe Um, what is happening inside our own earth? You know, there's, there's lots of things that we can't fully grasp and we just accept it. And we need to be like that with God sometimes, like say, you know what? He is sovereign. He knows everything. Um, at the same time, he loves me and allows me to have a hand in changing the future with him and just say like, you know what? I don't fully get it, but I trust that he's good. And I know that that's how he rolls. And so I can, I can be at peace with that. Does that make sense? good. Yeah, I hate I hate when we feel like we have to understand everything cuz we're just we're just not going to. Um okay, so let's go to the other side. Emma, can you tell us about a time when prayer made a difference in a situation for you? Maybe you prayed and, you know, something happened because of it.
1: Um there's definitely been a lot of different times when prayer has definitely helped me, especially like I was saying like change me. Um I can think of a time It was a few years ago. This is kind of like a family story, but definitely something changed. So my dad, he had like some back issues, and they like they said that like they were never going to go away. Like they were not like really harmful, but he was always going to have that pain in his life. So our family, we just prayed. It was quite a while we prayed, and I know people in the ministry were praying for him too, and and then eventually, it just God healed him, and that definitely. Um, was definitely a God thing because like there was nothing the doctors could really do. And now he's better. It's been like years. And he hasn't had that. Wow. Problem.
0: That's so incredible. That's a great story. Thank you for sharing that. That's a, exactly what we're talking about. Um, I know you said that it's made a difference in you too. I can think in my own life, just being scared or nervous or worried, anxious, whatever, overwhelmed. And just literally, it's as simple as just saying the name Jesus, like just, really in my life, just speaking his name in a situation just brings me this peace. It brings me this confidence, not in myself, but that he is with me and he's in control. So sometimes there are awesome situations like with your dad, where his power is demonstrated in real tangible ways. And then other times the changes in us, whether it's saying Jesus name, or I'm sure that, you know, you have prayed and, and felt his presence too. And the change happens inside us. So God is so good in that way. He, he never holds back when we, when we call on him. Um, Emma, can I ask you really quickly, how do you deal with unanswered prayers? Is that a hard thing for you?
1: It is hard because I think sometimes if we like pray and then we don't see it, we just get discouraged and it kind of keeps me from wanting to pray more. But I think it just comes back to trusting in God, which it sounds simple, but it's really not. Like it is really hard. Um, so I really just have to trust God that his ways are higher than Mine and his plans are better than mine, and also just something that kind of encouraged me is I just um, think that sometimes we don't necessarily know the impact our prayers are having, and we can't necessarily feel that right now. But that doesn't mean that God's not using them in some way.
0: Yeah, totally. Um, man, I think you're spot on. Everything I want to say, you you say. So that's really good. You're you're right on it. I wanted to give just a few quick tips for us on praying, because I feel like the reason a lot of us don't pray is because we feel ill-equipped or we're nervous or we don't, you know, we don't feel comfortable doing it. So I just want to give us a few tips and a few like basic things that can help us. Um, these aren't like hard and fast rules, but they're just, they are things that can kind of get you going if, if you need some help. So one is, and you already mentioned this, but silence it's a big part of prayer. Like you said, prayer is a conversation and that's so right. We talk, but we also listen. And Kierkegaard, um, who has a lot of fantastic things to say about Christianity, Google him, K-I-E-R-K-E-G-A-A-R-D. But one one thing that he says about prayer, um, he's talking about his prayer life and he says, I found I had, I had less and less to say until finally I became silent and began to listen. And I discovered in the silence, the voice of God. And it's just this idea that Sometimes we feel like we have a lot to say in prayer, but when we will just be quiet and listen, you know, it's not going to be a voice from our ceiling speaking to us, but it's going to be a quiet whisper in our hearts or in our minds, and it's going to be God speaking to us. So there's so much value in silence when we will just be quiet and pray. Um, another thing is that we should pray about things that we're compassion that we are we are passionate about don't, you know, if you think about, oh, I need to pray for something and it's like, oh, it feels like a chore. I don't want to. Don't pray for that thing. There is someone else who God has laid that on their heart as a passion and they will pray for that. But God doesn't want to hear your prayer when you're like, okay, I pray for this. I pray for this. Like that doesn't do anything. So when you pray, think about things that you are passionate about. Think about people or situations that you have compassion in your heart for and want to see change deeply and pray with spirit, pray with energy and passion about those things. And God will hear that, but never bring a prayer that is like, oh, I guess I should pray for this because I have to, you know, that's that's not one that is going to be heard or answered more than likely. Another thing is not to make prayer too complicated. I think that's one we've said, but, you know, Jesus said our prayers should be just like children coming to their dad and talking and um, having, you know, two kids, Maggie really talks more than Jet, but just How simply she brings things to me all the time just reminds me of how I should pray to God and not make it too complicated for sure. Just keep it simple and and he he knows what I need. Another one is that prayer should never be a manipulation of God. It should never be trying to get him to give us something that we want. Prayer should always be, how do I explain this well? Prayer should always be a reflex to what God is doing in our hearts, right? Like if there's something he's doing in you, prayer should just be like the next natural step, talking to him about it or, or acting on it or seeking him in that. Like for instance, if he is moving you to talk to somebody and you're not sure why, well, your prayer is to talk about that with him. Or if he is convicting you in your heart about something that you know is wrong and has been wrong for a long time, your reflex is is to give it to him in prayer or to listen to him more about it. Like it's just, it's the next natural step after realizing that he's doing something inside of us. Um, and then the last one is that we should never wait until we feel like praying to do it. If we waited till we felt like praying to, to do it, we would probably not do it very often because a lot of times, like you said, it's not a natural thing for us, Emma, and it's not something my heart naturally wants. Sometimes I have to pray my way into, um, how do I say, like into knowing God more, you know, like you you start doing it and it really grabs your heart. And so you can't wait until you're in the mood to pray, to pray. You got to do it and God will train your heart in it and through it. So those were just a few quick tips. I hope that, you know, those were new to some of you and can be helpful to you. Um, as we end here, because we're over the 20 minute mark, Emma, you know, you have had experience with a number of prayer nights, these nights where we kind of set it up and do stations or just kind of create really cool ways that we can interact with God. So can you tell us about, like, I don't know, some of the really cool prayer nights that you've been a part of or experienced or maybe like a really cool station or two that you've done that really connected you well with God? Um, That's a broad question, but you can just do whatever you want with it.
1: Yeah, so like Jordan said, I have been a part of quite a few prayer nights, and I would say a lot of them have been in connection to United in Christ Ministries and the Mission Trips to Mexico. Um, But I've also been a part of a couple other ones too. And like Jordan said, a lot of times we'll have stations um, and those are always really neat. But I would say my favorite part of the prayer nights that I've done is like the corporate prayer times, getting to pray together with other believers. Um, A couple of the times that really stand out are like from a couple of the youth camps that we've had, Um, especially like the first one. It was even like it was like impromptu. We weren't planning on it, but I just remember like God moving in such a mighty way and just experiencing his presence, which is um, something we may not always be able to experience as much like on our own, but when we come together, it's just so powerful. So I think that's definitely what stands out most. Is just God's presence when we meet together.
0: Yeah. I remember, I think it was last summer. Um, yeah. The UIC student trip over the summer last year where you guys organized the prayer walk kind of around the grounds. And I remember two things. I remember God's spirit was moving so heavily. Like I was seeing students affected that I did not think would be, and they were just weeping or you could just tell there was something God was doing in them, which is really cool. The other thing I remember is the mosquitoes were the worst they have ever been in my entire life. It was so bad. I mean, people were literally like going station to station and like reapplying spray every 10 minutes. It was so brutal, but it didn't matter because God's, like you said, God's spirit was there and he was moving and it was so, it was so powerful. So yeah, I was glad to be a part of that one. I know you've done a lot of, you've done a lot of cool ones and and been a part of those. So that's really neat. Um, And actually I go to Emma for advice on like our prayer nights, like this one we're going to do here. We had a conversation. I was like, Emma, what do you think? And she gave me so many good ideas. So thank you, Emma, for you get credit for this prayer experience probably because you, you contributed for sure. So let me talk about that just really briefly in in these last few minutes, what we're going to do with our huddles next week to kind of do a prayer experience together. So your huddle leader is going to call you at your normal time on Zoom, and we're going to do like a 10-minute check-in, make sure everybody's in the meeting, say what's up, do maybe highs and lows, or or just talk about your week or whatever you want to do for maybe 10 minutes. And then your leader is going to explain to you that you're going to have a 30-minute uh, solo prayer time. You're going to log off of Zoom and do your own thing, but there's going to be some different practices that you can do. There's going to be some different uh, topics that you can pray for and just have your own time, 30 minutes to go through whichever ones you want. If, if you want to pray for something else, you can do that too, but really give you your own time to get alone with God and to talk to him. And then after that 30 minutes is up, your leader is going to invite you once again into the Zoom meeting and you guys are going to close for another 10 minutes. You guys can you can talk about um, how your prayer time went, or if there's something you want more prayer on, you can share that for sure. Um, whatever you guys want to do with it, you're gonna you're gonna do that, and then you can pray from there and and be done. So it's about a 50 minute experience: 10 minutes together, 30 minutes alone, and then 10 minutes together to close. Um, but that's what your next huddle experience is going to look like. So a few of the practices that they're going to ask you for, and and we're going to post these um, on Facebook and Instagram, we're going to send them an emails too. So don't feel like you have to write them down now, but a few practices are, we're going to, we're going to let you guys try journaling. We're going to take you through the pray acronym, which is praise, repent, ask, and yield. We're going to ask you to draw or paint something while you're having a conversation with God. We're going to say you can sit in silence. And then there's another, there's another practice, Emma, that you saw on the never too young Facebook page. Is that right? And you, you wanted to share it because it sounded kind of cool.
1: Yeah, so I saw on their page, they were like, I think it was about rest, and they had this practice suggestion, like, practice during the week, and I did it last week, and it was like, you sit down, and you write down a list of things you're thankful for, and you also write down a list of things you're, like, concerned about, and so then you go to God, and you bring to Him, like, all the things you're thankful for, and you praise Him in that, and then after that, you, um uh, just take him, the things you're concerned about, and you just give it to him. And I found that really helpful, especially right now um, with all the concerns going on. But then also just being able to remember all the things I'm thankful for and how good God is. That just really uh, set a good tone for me. Pray, and yeah, if you want more information about that, you can look on their Facebook page because they post it on there.
0: Awesome. Thanks, Emma, Joe. Yeah, and a few of the topics really quickly that we are going to give you guys, you know, the COVID situation, students who might be struggling at home from a rough home life, persecuted church, um, opportunities to repent or get right with God, lifting up the senior class as they take their next step and and really just, you know, anything else you want to talk to him about. So once again, I will send all that stuff out. You will have it in front of you. So don't worry about that. But wanted to give you a brief taste of kind of what that was going to be next week. So Um, Wow, that was 28 minutes that went by really quickly for us, at least. I hope it was for you guys, too. So I just want to say thank you, Emma Joe, for being here and chatting with us. It was really good to get your perspective and to hear from you. Yeah. So this week we want to go. um, We want to be praying always. Don't save it just for prayer night, but we want to be praying always. And we want to encourage you guys to do that prayer experience with your leaders next wednesday and so looking forward to that so all right emma we are just under the 29 minute mark so we're going to wrap it up but we're glad you were with us glad everybody listening was with us and uh we're out of here so emma you have the last word what do you want to say to close it out
1: um just remember to connect with god
0: during this crazy time yep sure words never spoken thanks guys see you later